Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I'll have what she's having. You have chosen wisely. It reminds us all that once was good. And it could be again. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. Welcome once again to the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode number 259, Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, This is a spoiler podcast, so we are just letting you know right up front that as we talk about movies, we just kind of let everything fly. So... Um, we just will spoil the movie that we're talking about. If we start talking about another movie as some kind of a little side tangent, then we may spoil that one too. So just fair warning, we spoil. Uh, leave us an iTunes review if you have not done that yet. Uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast at. Uh, iTunes is kind of the big one that uh, a lot of measuring of podcasts and how they do and how the word gets out there. A lot of it is done through iTunes. So if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be astounding and amazing. And then visit our website, 30podcast.com. That's got all the different ways that you can interact with us, find old episodes of the show, uh, see all of our different uh, social media spots, get the voicemail number, uh, vote for movies that you'd like to see next year, and uh, just all that different stuff is through our uh, podcast website, 30podcast.com. Tonight, I've got with me Pat Canigallo and Bo Lovefest Warmbold. How are you gentlemen doing? Very well. Great. Yourself? I am doing pretty well. We are full swing into the school year here, and I'm already tired. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Kind of gone that way. And it's not, it ain't slowing down anytime soon. Just look at it this way. It's almost Friday. You know, we actually started using that the other day. Mm-hmm. The other coach and I, she and I, we started, somebody said something, and it had been such a crazy week so far, and we realized it was only Tuesday. Yeah. And and she, she looked at me, and she said, John, don't worry about it. It's almost Friday. It's almost and I Friday. said, oh, I almost totally forgot about that. Yep. Yep. So that was Bo. I don't know if you're aware. That was our that was our phrase we started using last. I think it was last year, or a couple of years ago. That even if it was Monday morning at eight thirty, and things had not gone well up to that point, our response was always, "Hey, it's almost Friday." Heck, I said that in Monday morning jazz band when I give the downbeat at seven o'clock. Hang in there, everybody. It's almost Friday. Mm-hmm. It's right? it gets a lot of use. I mean, there's you get a lot of traction out of it. Yep. All right. Well, we are going to be talking about, uh, we just pull back the curtain a little bit for some of the listeners. We, um, with school starting up and schedules and things like that, it's been a little harried to try to get, uh, and when I say harried, I'm not talking about Pat Canigala. But, um, but I could be, you do resemble it. Um, it's been a little tough to kind of get everybody all together. Uh, to find a time to record. So we are a little bit behind on our episodes. We had to take about a week break there just because things got a little crazy. Um, And so the next couple of episodes are probably going to come out pretty fast and pretty furious. 
Um, and so those will be out pretty soon because we are already in the first few days of September and those episodes were supposed to be our last couple of episodes of August. So we want to make sure that we get those out for you as soon as possible so we can get our stuff back on track. I am also trying to get an episode recorded with Jeff before he goes off to do uh, full-time daddy duty here in uh, not too long. I think that's coming up pretty soon too. And he definitely wanted to get in and do the Little Mermaid episode. So we'll try to get that one recorded um, before he has to run off and, and do his family thing. Um, and then right. he will be out of commission for a while. So, but tonight we have a, a quirky little 80s classic. Yeah. We have weekend Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. I'm going to go through the background information and then we'll just get right on into this one because I, I don't want to give away anything of what I'm about to say about this movie. Okay. So the title of this one is Weekend at Bernie's. It came out on the 5th of July, 1989, rated PG-13. Had a runtime of one hour, 37 minutes, directed by Ted Kocheff, uh, who also did North Dallas 40 and Rambo First Blood. Producers on this one were Victor Dry and Bruce McNall. Dry did The Man with One Red Shoe, and McNall did Millennium. Not Millennium Falcon, Pat, just Millennium. No <sighs> Falcons, no Falcons in that one. Uh, writer for this one was Robert Klein, who did European Vacation. Cinematography was Francois Protat, who died in 2019, died this year, uh, who also did cinematography for Johnny Mnemonic. Music was done by Andy Summers, who also did Down and Out in Beverly Hills. The budget on this one was $15 million. The box office was $30.2 million. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 54%. The Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 57%. IMDb gives it a 64 Letterboxd gives it a 60 And CinemaScore gives it a B. Jonathan Silverman played Richard Parker. He was in Brighton Beach Memoirs and Caddyshack 2. Andrew McCarthy played Larry Wilson. He was in St. Elmo's Fire and Pretty in Pink. Catherine Mary Stewart played Gwen Saunders. She was in The Last Starfighter and Night of the Comet. Terry Kaiser played Bernie Lomax. He was in Friday the 13th, Part 7, and Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Don Kaifa played, uh, I'm sorry, died in 2016, played Polly, Vito's hitman. He was in Return of the Living Dead in 1941. Catherine Parks played Tina, Vito's girl. She was in Looker and Friday the 13th, Part 3. Eloise DeJoria played Tawny. She was in Friday Night Lights and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. And Luis, uh, or Louis, uh, I'm going to mess up the last name, even though I tried to practice it, Giambalvo, that's what I'm going to go with, uh, played Vito. He was in me. Airplane yeah. 2, the sequel, and Real Genius. Here is the trailer, and we will be back in just a second. Don't you see? Don't you see? We just uncovered a $2 million error. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. It appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to! For Larry and Richard. How are you? This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. A little rusty, but it'll come back to me. What? Should we just walk in? But what they don't realize... No, we'll stand out here all weekend. Come on, we're out yet. ...is while they're checking in... Forget the accident with the two guys. The Carol Lomax. Bernie Lomax will be checking out. Oh, my God! What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah, but Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. 
You know that. Nobody else knows that. Huh? Oh! Push for it! It looks good enough. Let's go! Uh-oh. Larry, what? <laughs> really? Hi, Bernie! Hey, Bernie, just like last week, huh? Oh, Bernie, you animal, you are insatiable. Doesn't anyone realize he's dead? Roll the ball! On the ball! Vito, I'm telling you, Lomax is alive. Maybe Paulie is rustier than we thought. Ooh, Bernie, you're starting to peel. Gonna get you out of the sun, huh? start with that old gem is this the first time you've seen this no first time in a while but not okay. the first time okay when do you remember the first time you saw this oh do you, wow. do you remember i think i saw it in high school for the first time um it was might even have been something i first saw like with my uncle or something but it was definitely around high school and I remember thinking it was ridiculous and funny all at the same time. Like, it was just fun. But yet still, I mean, admittedly ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we go too far into your opinions on the movie, Pat, when was the first time you saw this one? Uh, first time was, like, when I watched it for this podcast. I oh, okay. Think I, I, I think I maybe tried it uh, earlier. You know, tried watching it and couldn't really get into it, but I can't tell you when that was. It was after high school, before now. Okay. So that narrow, like, you know, multi-year band, uh, uh, with uh, stretch there. Sometime in that time, I, I, I tried watching this movie, but this was the first time I watched it beginning to end. Okay. Okay. This was the first time for me. Like, I knew, I knew about this movie. I knew the premise of the movie. I probably could have even pretty much told you most of the plot without seeing it, um, just based on what I had been told from other people who had seen it. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I think I had a pretty good grasp on the movie going into this, uh, but I had never seen it before. I, I might have seen clips here and there. Uh, maybe if it was on TV and I was flipping through the channels, I might have stopped on it for a couple of minutes. But uh, kind of like you, Pat, I, there was never anything that when I did see it, Nothing ever clicked in my brain to say, hey, you should stop and watch the rest of this. I think the clips that I saw pretty much told me everything I needed to know about this movie. Right. So let's go there. Let's go just right away. What are so Pat, let's start with you. Uh, this is your first time seeing it. So what is your kind of just initial reaction to this whole thing? What actually take me take me through this. Way. Let's let's take a journey through Pat's mind as he's yeah. watching this movie. And what are is your thoughts? <clears throat> sure. It's well, you know, we're a family friendly podcast and so we'll keep it, we'll keep it family friendly. Um, 
What are your thoughts, Pat, as you are watching this movie? If you could sum up your thoughts. Okay, for me, and I don't drink soda, but it was like stale soda. Okay. It was it was just flat. I I, I didn't, and I'm, you know, I can understand. I watch a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't. I didn't find it uproariously funny. Um, I, I found very little laugh out loud moments. Um, you know, as far as like a plot that, um, as far as like a, a, a plot to kind of lock onto with, oh, okay, it's not supposed to be just a, you know, a silly laugh comedy kind of thing. You know, there's, there's, there's actually a plot in there. I, I mean, I, I guess I got it, but I didn't get why it was entertaining. I, I found the guys, I, I mean, I, I, I was watching them and I felt like I should know those guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I didn't recognize the actors. So it was almost like the, the two seasons in, or the season at Dukes of Hazard where they got rid of Bo and Luke and they brought in Coy and Vance. And it was sort of like, I think I know these guys, but those aren't the guys I'm used to seeing. So it was like I, I, they were trying to fit like a mold. You could tell like they were trying to fit like a certain cutout of, of characters, but they weren't quite pulling it off. And yeah, I... Um, I, I don't know. I don't really remember. It was kind of forgettable. And mm-hmm. I remember it being such a big thing when I was a kid that, you know, and everyone talking about Weekend and Bernie's and, oh, yeah, they get invited to this guy's house and then he dies and then they got to pretend that, like, he's still alive. And it's like, ah, ha, ha. And now I'm watching it and, and it was just like, yeah, this, this really felt flat. In fact, when I signed on to discuss it tonight and you said Weekend at Bernie's, my first thought was, oh, shoot, I didn't watch the movie. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. I just forgot <laughs> Like, I, I, I just, I really, I mean, I'm not going to rage on the movie. I'm not going to yell at it. And I just, I don't know. It just kind of, it just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. So. All right. Bo, you've seen this one before. Are you mm-hmm. going to come to its defense or are you feeling kind of the same way? You know, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered Pat, but I can see what he's saying. I enjoy it, but part of, I think it, as I saw it at a different time, Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it younger when maybe I forgave some of the problems of it. And so now going back, it's returning to something and returning to something that you once once thought was funny, gives it a pass when maybe it shouldn't mm-hmm. Yeah. sometimes. So I still enjoy it, but I think I look at it through a much different lens. Yeah. yeah I think when I was watching it, I kind of had the same feeling. I'm like, you know, I think it probably would have helped my viewing if I had seen this much younger that I, I kind of had that same feeling was this is very much, it's very much an eighties comedy, eighties uh-huh. kind of screwball comedy. But at the same time, like I just same as Pat, like there were not moments I know as a kid, I probably would have loved this movie watching it now as an adult, having not seen it before. Um, I kind of, I think I had the same takeaway as Pat. It just, a lot of it fell pretty flat for me. There weren't moments where I laughed out loud. There were moments where I kind of like smiled a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's funny. Um, but almost in kind of like a pained, that's funny. Like, a, I think I should think this is funny, but I'm not there. Like the reaction is not naturally coming out of me. Like mm-hmm. I can recognize, what is that from? Where's, uh, oh shoot. What is that from? Where the guy says, uh, he, he says a line is something like that is humor. I recognize that. 
Oh, that was uh, Sergeant Major Dickerson from your favorite. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I totally blanked out on where that was from for a second. It, yeah. it was I kind of had much like Donna Reed around the eyes. I had yeah. that kind of response. Was ah, this movie is humor. I recognize that. It's mm-hmm. like, but I'm not feeling it. Like I, I get what they're trying to do. I, I get why to maybe an '80s audience or to maybe a much younger uh, or less mature audience, this would be funny. Um, but I just wasn't feeling any of it. It just didn't do it for me. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's, almost like, it's, it's almost like this would have been really good with the 12 or 13 or 11 year old set, but there was enough, was it R rated or was it only PG? No, it's PG 13. Oh, PG 13. Okay. It, I, I mean, and so maybe, like I said, I'm just forgetting it, but I think there was there was stuff in there that made it a little bit more adult that I don't know if I'd really want wanting to watch this with, you know, my thirteen year old. Right. But there, like the humor, it didn't. It was it was a thirteen year old sense of humor. Right. So it was like right. you know, didn't know. Well, and and even even looking up some of the trivia for this movie, some of it was because originally when they had this idea that the movie had a different title, it was called I think it was called Hot and Cold. Um, and they kind of threw this idea around and, and somebody had brought them the idea and said, Hey, what if we had this movie where it was two teenage kids and they had to drag this dead body around and pretend that he was still alive. And all the people that heard this, they were like, yeah, that idea is so stupid. That's never going to get made. And then finally somebody said, huh, that's kind of out there. Kind of like that idea. Let's do something with it. And apparently at one point in time, the idea was that the protagonists were going to be a whole lot younger. It was supposed to be the, the two Corey's, uh, it was gonna be Corey Feldman and Corey Haim were going to be the, the leads in this. Um, and then they decided to go with older characters. So I I guess they were wanted older characters so they could have jobs and have a reason why they would be coming to, uh, Bernie Lomax's beach house and, and all that. But so it just sounded like kind of a ludicrous idea from the beginning, and that somebody like it, it went far enough that somebody finally said, yeah, that's pretty out there. Let's do it. And then that's how this movie got made. Yeah. And I don't see it getting made. I, I don't see something like this getting made today because as I watch this, no, I definitely in the back, not. <laughs> no, in the back of my mind, one of the things that I kept thinking in the back of my mind was this is like a bad episode. This is like the worst episode of something like a, a, a bosom buddies. You know, somebody, did you guys ever watch that show? Yes. The one with Tom Hanks where he had to dress up as a woman so they could live in the women's housing because it was either cheaper or I don't remember why the, the reason why. But so it was always like you always had to like change your clothes back and forth so you could, you know, once you leave, you had to change out of your dress. And once you came back, you had to change into your dress and or a little bit like uh, the the whole part at the end of Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of situation where you got to switch back and forth or or in the Brady Bunch when he's on a date with two different girls. And it, it seemed like it was that, but that it should have fit within the length of a half hour sitcom. Like it, it shouldn't have been an hour and a half movie. This movie was about an hour too long. That was yeah. kind of the whole, feel, whole feeling I had as I was watching it is this movie is an hour too long. This is an episode of a sitcom. Yeah. It, it, they needed a little more time than a sitcom episode to set it up. So maybe a double episode with commercials, but I, I see your point. Yeah. It definitely uh Yeah, it did drag on at times. I felt like they um 
Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They beat the joke a few times. Yeah. Like, I, for lack of a better term, they were beating a dead horse. But I know. I was, I was trying just not to guy. say it. <laughs> yeah. But they, they oh. totally did. Like, it's funny every once in a while. But at some point, oh, yeah, he's going to fall flat on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dead guy fell on his face again. Oh. But again, I have to admit, I came at it from a different place, so I was... The nostalgia got me. Let's put it that yeah. way. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, I'm not trying... I'm not judging, so I mean... No, no, no. I, I understand. Don't get me wrong. I just... It's weird to think about it. It's one of the things I love about this podcast, is you, you think about things in a different light. Well, and, and, and it's like it's sort of like, you know, when I pulled out UHF, you know, and Tammy's watching it, she goes, I could see why you like this in junior high. You know, I mean, it's and it's like I'm still laughing. I still find all that stuff funny. But if I had lived in a vacuum and not watched it, I, I, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. I guess, and you know, it's funny. You know, you mentioned the sitcoms thing. I've been kind of doing the deep dive into sitcoms. I, I uh, rewatched all of Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, incredible! And now I'm, I'm working through Frasier, and, nice. uh, and then I think The Good Place. Um, Season three is coming up on Netflix or is out on Netflix. So I might I might get my sitcom on for the next couple of months. And, you know, it's just I find it amazing. I find it amazing that like in a 25 or 26 minute or probably even less amount of time, they can tell a complete story. I mean, I'm just amazed by what those writers can accomplish in 25 minutes. Yeah, it is impressive. And, and you look at it and it's like, boy, that show just feels like forever or not forever. Like it's dragging. But I mean, that show feels like it, it's a lot longer, but it's like, no, they've got like a complete thing going. And that's kind of where, you know, when when you brought up the sitcom comment, that's kind of what I thought of is it's sort of like, you know. This is the complete opposite. I feel like I watch an episode of Cheers or an episode of Frasier and I am entertained. I'm laughing. Sometimes I'm crying. I mean, it's like this is great. Wow, that time flew. This is like, oh my, it's the opposite. It's it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's just, they're not very concise. I'm not sure, what's the gist? I mean, what what are we going here? Is it just a body, hum, body humor, you know, dead body humor? Because that, that doesn't sustain it for an hour and a half. Right. You know, so what are we, are we talking about the guys fighting against them? Okay, so now is it just a, you know, cue the 80s music and it's like they're being chased by the hitman and you know they got to find the, the bumbling guys and the girl got to find a way to beat the you know what what is this about like let's we we need to have some some storyboarding or something going on in here like what are we what are we trying to accomplish here well and part of it too and <clears throat> and i'm gonna as we as we get into talking about like the plot of the movie and the characters it's gonna sound like i'm really just pounding on this movie um I was, I don't know if I want to say entertained. I didn't hate this movie. We'll put it yeah. that way. I, I didn't, I never laughed out loud. Um, I thought it was a little bit longer than it should have been, but I don't hate this movie. I, I I'll say I was entertained. Like I, I watched it. I don't regret watching it. Um, but it's, it's just not one of those that I'm going to look back fondly and say, wow, I really wish I would have seen this as, you know, as a younger kid or, Hey, I put that up there with, Spaceballs and airplane and and all those other kind of goofy movies and it's just it's not there and so 
as as we go on and we keep talking about it, I, it's probably going to sound like I'm I'm all negative on this movie. But as that comes out, I, I think my reason being is there were just I think there were little places that they could have just made a few little tweaks, and it would have made it so much better. Mm-hmm. Like I think in particular, I was thinking about um, you know the the characters or or some of the plot of the movie. Um, well, story-wise, the characters. Um, in terms of these characters, it, they were not sympathetic at all. Like, I, I, there was nothing I really liked about these guys. Like, there was nothing right. that made me really care about them. And I think part of it was that if this is meant to be kind of a screwy movie, then in some of those movies, like I know Airplane. I know Airplane and I know Spaceballs. Like, everything, including Logic is going to be just a little bit screwy. Mm-hmm. And so when me, when people make decisions or when they say things that in normal everyday life, somebody would lock you up for saying because that, you know, you might be a little bit loony that I expect that from something like an airplane or something like a space balls or a police Academy or, or whatever it might be. This movie, I think in some ways tried to take itself seriously enough that when those moments did happen, they completely fell flat. Mm-hmm. You know, take for example when he's trying to talk to the pretty girl in the office, and he just completely bumbles all over himself. Uh, 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 my aunt is sick. That comment wasn't funny. Like to me, it wasn't funny. It, it wasn't. It didn't even hit that note of oh look, he's nervous around the pretty girl. It wasn't. It, it just didn't hit that. And it wasn't. You know, some of his decisions to, you know, oh that's that's my butler. Um, he, I'm I'm watching him go through all this stuff and lying about all this stuff, and I'm like, dude, what? You're a moron. <laughs> just just be honest. Just be like, what? At what point? made you think that lying about this whole thing was going to be a good idea. And that, you know, I know that's a, I think that sometimes that's a particularly eighties thing where you have like the, the boy and the girl fall in love and the boy is super nervous and he doesn't want her to find out. He doesn't have as much money as he thinks she would like him to have. And so he's going to lie about everything. And well, isn't that going to work out well if they get married and they live together for the next 20 or 30 or 40 years, that kind of stuff always bothers me a little bit with some of these, but this one in particular, it just, I think it just really bothered me. Like the way that the characters spoke to people and the way that they acted, like in some ways, I know that the situations were meant to be ridiculous and kind of goofy, but then the way they played it off with some of the dialogue and some of the other, it just didn't, it didn't seem to fit. It didn't have, I don't think it had a consistent feel to it. I don't know that yeah. the tone was always consistent. What like am I supposed to is this a serious is part of this a serious comedy where they've got a serious situation that someone is trying to kill them or is this a completely goofy it's like an airplane where there's not you can't take anything serious in this movie. It's just meant to be everything is funny, everything is ridiculous. One moment right after the other. Don't expect logic to be upheld in any of this and that's totally okay because that's what kind of movie this is. I didn't get that consistency from this movie. And I think that's where it might've helped them a little bit is either, either go full on goofy Mm -hmm. and have even more ridiculous situations or pull it back a little bit and have your characters, you know, have, if the funny part is that they're dragging this corpse around and having to put it into different positions and situations, then have almost everything else they do be serious. 
So yeah. then you can play up those comedic moments for, oh, look what they got to do now. They got to figure out a way to get him to wave at people or get him to sit up and do this and, and to put different clothes on him and, you know, stuff like that. But I think it just it was it was for me, at least it was really inconsistent. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Was it character wise, story wise? Did was there anything about that that you're like, no, I, I was OK with that or no, totally hated the story, thought it was useless, hated the characters? Well, I feel like I've been talking a lot, so you can, you know, cut me off or if you want to jump no, in. No, no, you're fine. I just, I, I think it's, it's nothing that you said is wrong. I, I, I don't have a, other than to sit here and agree with you, I don't have any deep, deep disagreement with anything you've said. Deep thoughts with Bo Warmbold. Oh, no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> As I bit into the juicy nectarine, <laughs> I realized it was a human head. <laughs> I, 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 my thing, it was kind of like a one. The movie was kind of like a one-trick pony. They, they, was, see, that's why Patrick. I think the the Benadryl is helping his brain. Yeah, that is a much better way to put what I was thinking than what I was about to say. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Pat, still, Pat, you should I, be taking a lot of Benadryl. Well, right? see, I, I have not taken Benadryl in 15 years. I am like, I am Stan's Benadryl. Which is why I got in trouble with everybody at school today. Okay, but anyways, the point is, the point, what's the point, man? Okay, so here's my point, though. It's the, it's the one-trick pony. They had the, 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 the guy falling, and then that was it. And if that sustained it, or if you remember it for nostalgia, you're okay. If you don't, then it's kind of like you're just watching a one-trick pony. And that's why we're making the comments, I think, with it could be like a half hour long. It could fit in a sitcom. I'll, I'll tell you what I was reminded about. I was reminded about when I read... Uh, it was Huck Finn. We read Huck Finn when I was in seventh or eighth grade, and we had to get together in groups and act out a scene from Huck Finn. So we decided, and correct me if I'm wrong, was it Tom Sawyer where there was the fight in the graveyard or Huck Finn? I think it was it was Huckleberry Finn, right? I think it was Huck Finn, yeah. So anyways, we decided to reenact the scene where there was the big fight in the graveyard, okay? And there really was no, like drama that we were going to bring out of the scene there was no critical plot point or any of that kind of stuff we just wanted to come up with a fight scene and our fight scene was basically you know the whole scene the whole everything we rehearsed for our english class to to learn the scene it basically came around to the fight we each had like two lines but man we had like knives that went back like not real knives but pretend knives that look like stabbing people we had gravestones that were like breakaway gravestones that like pieces flew across the room and hit kids in the back. I mean, we were like, we had this thing, but it was all the fight scene. That was it. We didn't have any lines memorized. We didn't have any delivery. We didn't have any big analysis as why, you know, this is why this scene is so important to the overall plot of the, it was just, we had props that broke and hurt people in the back of the class. That was like our one our one trick, our one thing. That was what our, our whole little English pr- class project was about. That's like this movie. They got the one thing, the dead body. And then everything else that kind of swirls around that dead body, it's so outlandish, but it's not outlandish funny, like you mentioned Airplane or Naked Gun, where they actually have the actors in the writing and the situational humor that makes it real funny. They just have the dead body falling in the sand and the kid burying it. And Oh my gosh, what are we, do? you know, it just, that's all they got. 
so that's all there really is in the movie. I, I, that's kind of I, I don't I don't got much else to say about it. Yeah. Well, what astounds me is then they ended up making a sequel. Yeah, that I can say I've never seen. Okay. There's a there's a bad joke about that. Well, anyways, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> then you can decide whether or not to put it in. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. I. I. And I. I knew that they made a sequel, but then after watching this one, I was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they can make a sequel off this one. And then I read what the description was for the sequel, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's how they did it, and that makes even less sense to me. Mm-hmm. Apparently, voodoo is involved. Oh, oh, sure, sure. So why not? Right, why not? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly right. right. All right. Well, do we have any? Do we have any deep thoughts on the rest of Weekend at Bernie's? Other it than some, I, I, and it's some interesting one-liners. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. But nothing like, not even that it's quotable, but there were some Mm -hmm. moments where you go, huh. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were a couple lines here or there that I kind of like smiled or chuckled at a little bit. And And the first time they did all the dead guy stuff was funny. Right. But like, you know, the fifth and eighth time. Mm -hmm. You know, know, when he's, when he's water skiing, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of funny. But yeah, so but I think that kind of sums it up. If if our reaction, if all three of us, if our reaction is, you know, that part was kind of funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I think that kind of sums up the movie. Hey, look, the movie made a funny. Good for you. <laughs> Yay, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I not you know if some people are going to love this movie. I'm sure some people saw it and they're going to love it. Some people may watch this even today, having never seen it before. They may love it too. We may have some listeners that really love this movie. It just it felt a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. It wasn't as hilarious as I had hoped it would be. Um, you know, I again I didn't hate it. I think that it could have been better if a few things had been tightened up. If the tone of it was consistent. If they either went, you know, fairly serious with funny moments happening to serious people, or if they had just gone full on naked gun goofy, um, mm-hmm. then I think they needed to pick one or the other. But I think otherwise it, it didn't work out, at least for me viewing it, it didn't work out for me. He asks each traveler five questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. You've got to ask yourself one question. Why are you asking me? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. And may God have mercy on your soul. So five questions this time around. If you have not joined us before in the past, uh, we every episode we ask five questions that are loosely related to what we're talking about sometimes very loosely related um but uh we have five questions this time around kind of loosely related to weekend at bernie's or concepts that come up in the movie weekend at bernie's so question number one what is your favorite weekend activity Bo? if you had your dream weekend what would it be oh dream weekend <laughs> um which sounds like an episode of the sounds like something they sold on like a barbie playset. right <laughs> what's your yeah. barbie dream weekend bo my barbie dream weekend you you've set it up so um <laughs> probably hanging out on a boat with some cocktails a very nice boat 
very nice. large boat mm-hmm. with someone serving me cocktails. Okay. Yeah. Have you had the opportunity to do this before, or is this something, something that... similar? I mean, I've okay. hung out on a boat with cocktails, but I'm picturing like I'm talking about a yacht where someone's going to bring me cocktails. Okay. <laughs> where where you are wearing your Hugh Hefner bathrobe? Sure, sure. Some, I mean, someone you know, is bringing you cocktails, optional, but yeah. Okay. What is your what's your boat called? In the Disco Love Fest? Volante. Well, yeah, I think the SS Love Fest. I think it has to be. There we it? go. I mean. What what else at this point could it possibly be? Bodie McBoatface. Well, yeah, technically that's taken though, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, we could put up a poll and everybody could vote. That's true. That's true. Except I'd be very disturbed at what might come back. Probably, because I'll be voting. Yeah. See, that <laughs> already has me concerned. <laughs> oh, Bo's getting a yacht, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Will allow me to retort. <laughs> <laughs> Yachty McYacht face? There we go. There you go. Allow <laughs> oh, no. I, I come up with something much better than that. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, Patrick, what would be your dream weekend? Well, I I share both the, Bo's affinity with the boats. I love the lake life. Um, you know, and I suppose any water. I mean, it could be by, you know, any body of water, ocean or whatever. But I, I really prefer uh, lakes. And, and lake life and all that kind of thing and so i suppose uh the weekend it would start with you know just plenty of it has to be far away from civilization right like it has to be out somewhere um just lots of trails to wake up early and just run uh run trails all you know from the early hours into like when the sun is up and then just head out on the lake and uh skiing and tubing and uh swimming and then repeat and then come back and you know it's one of those that you know basically let your swimsuit dry out and go to sleep in that wake up the next morning go for a nice long run get out on the water spend all day on the water come back sleep repeat and then just keep going i think that would be i think that's pretty much my uh dream dream weekend right there nice very nice very nice and um sir john let us but what is it well, I think I think mine would be I got a couple of different options. Mine would be either watching movies. Like I would be totally fine. I would be happy as a pig in slop if I could just go and spend like an entire weekend at a movie theater. Like I would be totally happy with that. That would just warm my little heart. But the other part of it is to I just anywhere that if I could just go somewhere and go somewhere I've never been before. Like, okay. I don't, doesn't matter. I don't care. It could be, it could be the city. It could be out in the middle of nowhere in the country. Um, you know, it could be just total landscape. It could be, you know, that there's actual people around and just, I, I like to go to places I've never been before, whether it's, you know, it could be something small. Like I mentioned to you guys a few weeks ago, we went up to the, the, uh, experimental, uh, aerospace place up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That was Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not anywhere exotic, but it was a lot of fun. Like we found a, a fun little um, Irish pub that was not too far away and had our dinner there and food was really good. And you know, we just had a really nice weekend. It's not, you know, we're not going to France or going to England or anything like that, but it was just we are fun weekend. We are from France. <laughs> so that'd be mine. Either watching movies all weekend or going somewhere. Right on, man. 
Number two, if you had access to Bernie's beach house, what would you do? Well, I I would throw a party, just okay. like Bernie. Okay. I'm not afraid to admit it. If I had that house, I would probably be doing the exact same thing. Right. <laughs> nice. Pat, what would you do? Throw open the front door and just head out onto the beach in the water. There you go. You would spend no time in the house at all? None. Okay. Yeah. I probably would even sleep on the beach. Okay. I think it's funny how our, our answers are so very, very different because my response is I would lock all the doors, stay inside. I mean, I'd, I'd keep the windows open, but I'd like go upstairs and keep the windows open up there. But I'd lock all the doors and I would either read or draw or write or something. But I would like, I would just enjoy all of the scenery from within a confined space so nobody can bother me and I can just have time to do all that stuff by myself. Nice. Yep. All right. Um, so I'm going to give you a quote real quick from, I think this was some from uh, Roger Ebert's review of this movie. And then, uh, then a, the question will follow that. Uh, from Roger Ebert, Weekend at Bernie's makes two mistakes. It gives us a joke that isn't very funny, and it expects the joke to carry an entire movie. Okay, so here's your question. Of the 80s comedies movies you've seen or heard of, which one has the craziest premise? I'm going to, I know my answer right away. So I'm going to say, I think of the ones that we've seen other than this one, this one's pretty crazy. I think the craziest one I could think of, or at least the one where it almost as crazy to the point where it makes me cringe thinking about it today is the one that we did a few years ago called soul man. Oh, okay. I, I think I might have to go with soul man. Just, just the idea of, yeah, I'm going to get a scholarship. So I'm going to make sure that I, paint myself in blackface for the entire movie and stay in college that way. Hmm. So that's the one I'm going with. I went with, um, Oh shoot. Lost my train of thought as always. Um, weird science. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Pat, what have you got? Uh, I, I ain't got much. The one, see, I'm falling into what's my favorite comedy, not what's the one with the craziest premise. Mm -hmm. um, I might have to, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've been toiling with this question. I don't know what the one with it's the craziest. It's a tough one, man. I, I, it is. Because I went I, around and around. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of fell into, you know, like my favorite one but that doesn't necessarily have the craziest premise so i i don't know the ones you guys mentioned definitely seem pretty outlandish um how about this i'm uh was repo man a comedy or was that not a comedy no not a comedy okay it had funny parts in it but right okay so i'm trying to think of that had an outlandish premise you know um, I, unless you unless you want to call that a dark comedy maybe you could I mean, that would be the easiest if we're looking for, like, the weirdest thing you've seen. Um, because, like, for example, Police Academy. Was 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 Police Academy, like, the most outlandish story? Not really. I mean, um, it's not outlandish, but it's, like, one of the ones I enjoyed the most. The I'm going to let you, you know what? I'm going to let you have Repo Man because I looked it up on IMDb. Yeah. 
And when they list it on IMDb, the you know, oftentimes they'll give you like two or three different genres that it fits into. The the first one, they list it as a comedy crime sci-fi. And okay. and comedy comes first. So I I'd give you Repo Man. Okay, then I'll take Repo Man. Uh, I'll take Repo Man for five hundred, John. I um I uh Yeah, enough said. It was, this it movie was has a glowing car in it. Right. Sorry, that was my best Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What continent is this? Asia. <sighs> I just remember the scene where he's firing blanks into the house. He's like, get, your, get in the car. Yeah. It's like, are you shooting us? No, they're just blanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number four. Favorite TV show or movie with an animated corpse? So this was kind of interesting and hard. Yeah. Because I had trouble coming up with, you know, movies with animated corpses. So I want to hear your guys, because I was obviously not thinking enough about this. I wrote down three. um, And the last one that I wrote down is probably going to be my favorite one of the three. But this was kind of really tough, even though two of them are very similar. I wrote down Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Mm. and An American Werewolf in London. And there we go. See, and and I'm gonna go thinking... with I'm gonna go with American Werewolf in London because I'm kind of like in the I'm thinking like this movie that we just watched was supposed to be a comedy, so I'm gonna go with the one. I, mean, I guess they all are comedies, but um, of the different animated corpses in those movies, uh, Jack is just hilarious in American Werewolf. So I'm gonna go with that one. I'm embarrassed I didn't come up with Evil Dead. Good call. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. You weren't going to do like Day of the Dead or with. uh, No, we did a whole month on these and I didn't remember any of them. I had to. So that's the kind of week I've had. Choke on it. Choke on it. That was disturbing. You weren't going to do that one? No, no, I wasn't. (laughs) Nope. Is, um, is, uh, um, what? What am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? Oh, Young Frankenstein. Does that count? Yeah. A reanimation of yeah. life. There you go. Yep. That works. Mm-hmm. I will take it. And was it technically, see, this is, I should be reading the question again. Did it technically, are the movies we'd done or was it just favorite? Uh, just favorite. Didn't have to be one we've done. So I, along the theme of what Pat said is I just put Mary, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. There you go. That was the first one that popped into my head. I was obviously not thinking deeply enough about it, but that's what I got. Yeah, that's fine. And Pat, I, not that I want to have to correct you on the podcast, but it's Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure we were still talking about the same movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But young, young Frankenstein. 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 And Frau Blufer. <laughs> thank you there we go all right number five if you could have an overly elaborate or creative funeral what would you do and we're talking like viking burial dropped into a volcano like we're saying not not realistic if you could choose an unrealistic funeral for yourself to have what would you choose And I will say it didn't take long for me to come up with mine. I'll, I'll I'll save mine for just a little bit, but it didn't take long because Sharon and I have had this conversation before. Oh, 
Well, you you kind of got to share now. And it's it's been shot down every time. Yeah. Now I must know. Um, so if you've ever heard the Steve Goodman song, "A Dying Cub Fan's Last Request," mm-hmm. I could I could be on board for all of that. Okay. Um, I will I will I will not sing it to save us all the ear bleeding. That's fine. But I will I will hit the highlights. Um, have the organ play the national anthem. And a little na 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 na, hey hey hey, goodbye. Um, have bullpen pitchers carry the coffin. Have the umpires bark me out at every base. Everyone has two bags of peanuts and a frosty malt. Build a fire on home plate out of baseball bats. And burn, baby, burn. <laughs> Now, Bo, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't sure. wait to go to your funeral. Yeah, that's fine. Take I understand. Me out to Bo's funeral. <laughs> there you go. See, now you're getting it. I'm getting into the spirit. <laughs> that would be that would be very so cool. long, Bo. So long, Bo. There we go. We can do them. Yep. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? <laughs> Bo warm bowls. Six feet under two day. Wow. There you go. All right, Pat, what do you got? Uh, nothing over the top outlandish, guys. I was just going to say a New Orleans jazz youth. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess. I, guess I should have guessed that for you. Second guess, line and the whole deal, huh? Yeah, I just think that would be great. I, I love yeah. the tradition, the music. Yeah, I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Nice. Well, so this has come up several times, and I, I – We'll continually bring this up from time to time. And there is a phrase that my lovely wife has reused regularly over the years whenever I happen to mention this. Um, my outlandish dream funeral would be Spock's funeral at the end of Star Trek II. There we go. There would be the bagpipes. And then NASA, I mean, we don't have, you know, Starship Enterprise at that point. But uh, then there would be bagpipes and then NASA would shoot me into the sun. So then that way, whenever my, you know, later descendants want to remember me in any way, all they have to do is look up at the sun and they will remember me. To that, my lovely wife has always replied with, NASA has better things to do than shoot you into the sun. <laughs> but Which has is, she said that in the last few years? Because I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> she said it last week. Oh, well, sorry, Cause, bud. Because I brought it up again. <laughs> because that just happens in conversation, right? I mean, it does, you know. on occasion, right. Sure. Although, I saw the other day, India is about to land on the moon, so maybe I could just, you know, have oh. a final final meal of Indian food in India, and then pff, they can shoot me off into the sun. There you go. See? You know, it doesn't have to be NASA. Go. You just got to look at it from a different angle. Right. We can, we can piggyback on whatever satellite they want to send up there. There are ways to make this happen. We have ways mm-hmm. of making you talk. We do. We do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to be brought back to life on the Genesis planet, though. So that yeah, I, that's, we can that's forego little, that part. Yeah, it's a little much. They can they can keep their pond far to themselves. So <laughs> our belief that the Genesis wave has regenerated the body of John Reed. Spock. That's right. 
Static. Um, that's incredible. What does Dr. Marcus <laughs> want to do next? I'm just going to freak out somebody. Right before I go, I'm going to touch their face and say remember, and then just freak somebody out. <laughs> of course you are. This all assumes that I have time to do that before the flaming inferno that claims me. Right. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. That's going to do it for Weekend at Bernie's. And before we take this too much further. Right. All right. Before we go deeper and deeper into the. Mm-hmm. Into how I'm going to die. Is, yeah. <laughs> hey, how was that movie? Well, we wrapped it up by talking for about 20 minutes how we're all going to die. So. <laughs> so that tells you. <clears throat> Well, episode number 259 is going to be our last episode of the 30-something movie podcast. Um, That's not true. If you want to find more of our episodes, you can go to 30podcast.com. We are also on most of the social medias, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those different places. You can find us by looking up 30podcast. That's 30podcast. We do have a voicemail line. If you want to call in and share your thoughts with your uh, vocal cords, you can feel free to do that. This is an audio medium, so we'd love to hear from you in your actual voice. So uh, go ahead and take your mouth hole and give us a call at 872-356-6843. We would love to hear from you. And our next episode's coming up. Uh, Let's run down the next couple of months or so, just so people can get ahead if they want to. Uh, Next week, or probably in a few days from now, we got the uh, movie Always, Richard Dreyfuss movie Always coming up. Uh, We've got All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Little Mermaid, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Little Monsters, Celia, Pet Cemetery. I think we're going to do an episode on The Joker when that one comes out. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Leviathan, Shocker, and we might do one on Zombieland Double Tap. We get a chance for that one too. So so we got all that stuff coming up soon. Got a whole bunch of Halloween stuff coming up in October. So, um, you know, steal yourself for that because that's coming your way. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. So thank you for the last 20 minutes of talking about our untimely demises, gentlemen. Mm. Anytime, John. And and the rest of the episode, too. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies. And we will see you back here next time for Always.